Yes, yes. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you are here with we. My name is EJ, and I got my man. Yeah, Yes, he's a DB of the show, and we are Black in Sports. Giving a voice to the culture that won't shut up and dribble. Here interviewing the best professionals in the game and in the boardroom, covering it all, laughing at it all, while providing a platform to be heard. So we're going to jump right into it, because time flies when you're having fun. We're going to welcome our guest tonight. So he wants, all right, hit 14 threes in a single game. All right. Clippers could have used them for the finals versus Denver last night. But uh, <laughs> we hope we don't have to pay the price of 50 free throws before we leave the studio tonight. Little yeah. Coach Carter quote from the movies right there. We have UNLV assistant basketball coach, Coach DeMarlo Slocum in the house. Let's clap it up. Let's clap it up, man. Welcome, sir. Thank you for having me, man. Oh, man. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. We appreciate having you, man. Um, so how we start the show we always ask our guests for, to give us a shoot they shot moment. All right. So a time where you went for it all, bet on yourself, win or lose, but we need a shoot your shot moment. And we can't get one of those, man, you know, I always shoot my shot. We need a, like a true story of when you shot your shot and went for it all. Go. Oh, man. Uh, you mean pertaining to basketball, life, sport, basketball? Any, I mean, anything? 14 threes. Shoot your shot moment, man. You guys get, just give it to us. It yeah, man. With the ladies, I mean, you, you, oh, you know what I'm saying? Oh, no, we lead the ladies Uh-oh. out of this one, man. <laughs> lead the ladies out of this one. No. I, uh, well, pertaining to, uh, pertaining to the ladies, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to shoot my shot now, man. We'll see how that one goes. Okay. But uh, Hey, rebounds count too now. Rebounds count. <laughs> rebounds count. I, I, I was lucky enough to have an assist thrown. We'll see if I can, I can capitalize on it. But, no, man, I, I think uh, just, yeah, I, I would say, you know, speaking on, on on a basketball topic, just coming out of high school and 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 giving it all I got as a, as 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 a basketball player and in, in, in the youth here in Las Vegas, and then getting up to high school level. Uh, in my eyes, I was a high level basketball player, but in in the in the eyes of of you know college basketball scouts, that was not um, you know Vegas at the time didn't get a lot of notoriety. Right. So. Um, you know, I put my all into it and only to be, you know, like state player of the year. And then you didn't get an opportunity to get a division one scholarship. Um, so, but I never stopped the grind, man. I kept it going, kept it going, kept it going, took the junior college route and, and earned, you know, what I didn't have the opportunity to do out of high school. So if you had, if I had to pick one shoot the shot moment, that was all I'll ever forget. And never forget that moment. And it was some wide reason I came back to the state, uh, you know, over 15 years ago and, and, and started some, some, a process and a platform for, for young student athletes to, to to earn scholarships there you go bet on yourself yeah, right there that's right. Yeah. yeah and we're going to get into that because that's good good stuff but yeah. uh where did the uh foundation of, or the love for sports start where did that start for you oh my pops man as a kid um I, I you know i really didn't have an opportunity whether i wanted to or not that 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 the ball was put in my hand at an early age <laughs> um and i just ran with it you know from from basketball to, to football to track i did it all okay. um but it wasn't a choice, right? Like, it wasn't a choice. My dad, you know, on Saturdays, it was not. I wasn't sitting in the television watching TV. It was, <laughs> let's get on this court and, and uh, get a workout in. And, and so, very thankful to have that opportunity, as we know everyone does it, man. So, I was no pre- facts. pretty fortunate to have that. But that, that's where it all started. Okay. Yeah. So, El Dorado High School. Yes, sir. <laughs> Stand up, huh? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Got some people that came out of El Dorado, man. But uh, for you... You played um, football and basketball. I did, yeah. And yeah. not just played football. You you were a, a pretty decent quarterback. Yeah, well, yeah, I wouldn't say that. I mean, <laughs> I always look back on those days, man. I'm like, man, I threw a lot of interceptions, <laughs> right? And in, in today's time, that would be considered really, really bad. But no one really seen it that way. At least I didn't make, you know, when you're in the moment, you don't, you just, everybody's praising you, right? right. But now that I look back on it, I threw a lot of interceptions, man. <laughs> Are we so, talking Jameis Winston 30 for 30? Or? Right, it's close. <laughs> uh, close, <laughs> close. Yeah. Then that's a lot then. Yeah, yeah. Somebody on defense was like, damn, he threw a lot. Yeah, of man. <laughs> yeah. But I, 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 was, I was fortunate enough to have really talented players around me and so a lot of the times it was just throw it in the air and let a receiver who signed at the University of Missouri and a receiver that signed with the University of Nebraska just go up and get it but they didn't get them all the time <laughs> you know so. 50-50 balls right, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah so yeah. describe I mean on the basketball side describe your game in high school how was your game well 
you know, at the time coming up in, in El Dorado High School, I would say on the, on the, on the level of winning, it was average. You know, mm-hmm. like they weren't like big time contenders, and uh, I was fortunate enough to get recruited by the Gormans and all that. But just chose El Dorado because, uh, for whatever reason, at a young age, I just wanted to make a name for myself. Okay. Then I had some friends there that I'd grown up with, and we all went. But um, yeah, it was it was good, man, because that it, you know, like. El Dorado wasn't the Gorman, and it wasn't at the time the the the, the Rancho High School and yeah. you know Cheyennes of the world, and so it was just good for me to, uh, you know, I had my circle of friends, and we all you know stuck our necks in there and said we're gonna put this place on the map. And but I mean now, now listen, <laughs> like they that. had some good teams, but but we didn't see it in our era, and as right. I, as I was coming up, and so um, I, I just didn't want to do what everyone did. I, I didn't want to go to Gorman and play with everyone. I just wanted to do my thing and be with my friends and. Uh, be able to walk to school, and I have no one put me in the car and take like all my other buddies that came up playing football. That's what uh-huh. they did. Everybody just ran to Gorman. I was the one that chose to go to El Dorado and just, you I know, like that. Yeah, there so, you go. Yeah, I like that. So we gonna we ain't going to Lakers. We're going to the Clippers. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I love LeBron, man, but I just ain't really a fan of how he always does. It. So I was on the other side of that. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> so, like you said, you know, opening up, thanks to Pops and just your whole family unit, you know, you did play a lot of sports. When did you decide, you know, to say, hey, basketball is the, is the leading lane, you know, from football track and, and basketball? How did you make that determination? Yeah, it, it was really hard, man, because, you know, obviously football is played in the fall. And I, re- I clearly remember we had a really good team my junior year. Oh, we had, okay. We had probably six or seven In football, ones. you mean? Yeah, in football. Okay. Mm-hmm. And um, they all signed scholarships to go and play, you know, high-level football. And I and I just felt kind of left out, right? And so I remember committing to Utah State okay. in football. And, and then – As a junior. As a junior, wow. yeah. And I just didn't really um, – I just knew that that wasn't going to be my end-all, be-all. I mean, you know, every day I'd come home, my dad's got a basketball waiting for me, but <laughs> all my buddies are playing football. And so, I, you know, by the time going into my, junior, my senior year, I realized I was pretty good. I never seen it that way, but I realized, like, man, people are saying you're probably one of the better players in the state. And so – I just kept going, and then and then before I knew it, I'm getting newspaper articles and all that stuff. And at, at at that time, I still didn't realize what was going on. I just kind of ran with it every yeah, day. And right. Then, um, shoot, man, I just I realized like, man, I like being the best. Like I like being better <laughs> than everybody else. I don't, you know, the average stuff is just for average. I don't, I don't, right. I don't know I what that it. means. I love it. Yeah. So so I just stuck with basketball and 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 um. You know, my dad played college ball, so it was pretty natural for me to to, to stick with with basketball and separate myself from football. Love yeah. it. Gatorade High School Player of the Year, Player of the Year here in Nevada. How did that feel? How was that that winning that award feel for you? Man, again, it just and now that I look back on it, so I just, you know, I was never really celebrated by my parents. They always looked at it like shit. This, excuse me, that's what you're supposed to do, <laughs> <laughs> right? Like that, that's what you're supposed to do. And so um, you said it right. Shit, that's what you're supposed to do. <laughs> well, that's how. That's how moms would say it for sure. <laughs> Gotta love moms, boy. Yeah. Moms keeps it all the way yeah, real. No doubt. Um, but yeah, it's just it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. Um, you know, just knowing some of the names that had gotten that award over mm-hmm. the past years, and uh, just to, I still have it on my wall as we speak. And and just being That's from this stuff. city, it's yeah, pretty proud moment for me. At that age, I didn't think about it, but now that I look back on it, man, I look at some and recruit some of these kids. Um. Yeah, everybody fights for it. It just wasn't yeah. talked about as much back in the day. Yeah, but yeah. So, but no, any kind of award like yeah. that, you know, on on a national scale like that. So that's dope. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. So you were a scorer. I tried, but you know, <laughs> I, I always tell people, yeah, I, like, like I always tell me, like it just wasn't. In the, I, you can call me a good scorer, but it just wasn't a lot of good basketball players in Vegas. I was just one <laughs> of the better. Yeah, you're not yeah. being humble. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I love it. Well, the, you know, like the, the talent has has the the level of talent here in Vegas has went up. Yeah, you know, and and um, you know, there was probably five good players in the state when I was coming up, but now there's, I mean, there's twenty. I mean, there's ten plus guys go Division One out of this city every single year now. So. And getting um, heavily touted like early on, right? Yeah, nationally. Yeah, absolutely. So I scored a few points, but I, I scored them <laughs> against bad players, you know. So, <laughs> all right. So, so we jump into you did your first two years at Dixie. Mm-hmm. So tell me what the connection with Dixie Vegas, and Vegas, yeah. right? Because uh, we had a we, we had Marcus Banks on, yeah, and he did that, and I think we had someone else that mentioned something about like maybe they were going to go, mm-hmm. but what is that connection and like how did that kind of start you know what um I think I think again like I said back in that time we didn't we didn't have AAU basketball so a lot of good players out of Vegas had to go junior college right mm, okay and so they didn't get 
you know, to get on a plane and get on the bus and drive and play in these national tournaments. But Dixie College was an hour up the road, and they gave full-ride scholarships. Right? Oh, wow. Okay. But if you went to California where most junior colleges were, there right. were no full-ride scholarships. Everything was partials, you know, partials and, and, and more financial aid-based. Right. Um, whereas to Dixie had actual full-ride scholarships and at right. the time was one of the top junior colleges in America. Now that makes sense. And so, yeah. so they, 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 you know, they, it was kind of like Vegas was a hidden gem that they just tugged from for, for years, <laughs> yeah. you know. And, in fact, my dad played at Dixie, and he was one of those guys. And, um, and they, they just had a really quiet – you know, uh, uh, a pipeline from Vegas to, to Dixie, and that's how we all ended up there. Secrets out now, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> well, now, now, now they're Division Two. Oh, okay. Oh, excuse me. They were Division Two the last five uh, years, and uh, now they're actually transitioning into Division One, and they're going into the WAC conference. Oh wow! Wow. Yeah. yeah that's so, a great move for them. Yeah. 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 To so. go to the WAC it would be a really great move for them to step up. Yeah. I didn't no. know they made that transition. I didn't either. They did. This will be their this will be their first season, which will be interesting based on all that we're going through. Right. Um, but yeah, I'm you know, just it's an Auburn modern mind. I'm pretty excited to see. I always thought it had division one potential. You know, like football was always really good there. Mm-hmm. Facilities were really good. People in the city love it. Okay. Um, so, oh, really? So the city supports it as yeah, well? Yeah, and it's not big. Yeah, but, but, but still, but like, they're there. They're there. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. That's all they've got, right? right? So yeah, it's been. It's I'm I'm pretty. It's pretty Uh-oh. exciting to see them. Last back. chance, you. And I was gonna, at, at Dixie. I, I was. Gonna, well, I mean, hey. we were we were just about to talk. I was just about to talk about that, you know, because we we just had uh, my little brother. We went to Judico route. Uh, we had just had him on the show a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. and we got his feeling our experience of junior college. So going that route that you went. What was your experience uh, uh, get walking onto the campus? Because uh, what we did is we took like uh, the Netflix, the um, Last Chance You, yeah. but they've been doing football now and they're going to basketball. So yeah. definitely like to get your perspective on that. Yeah, it's a grind. You know, I tell you what, like junior, <laughs> it is junior college is not for everyone. You there know? you go. You know, it's not. I mean, you don't you don't get the lavish meals. You don't get the 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 the, the lavish uh, plane rides. I mean, it's 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 McDonald's, Denny's. <laughs> Uh, you know, you're, you're taking 10 hour bus rides yep. and, and every day you've got to perform to get to where you ultimately want to be. And that's right. to division one. And so, but, and it's really easy to get distracted, right? Because a lot of kids on the junior college platform are just there because they can go. Mm-hmm. Right. And you even, I mean, it's not expensive to go. So you've got a crowd of people who are just there because they want to say, I went to college. Then you got a, a crowd of guys and athletes that say, Hey, I got to drive to be and a desire to be division one basketball. And then you got the regular students that are just going to school. You had to I had to separate myself, you know, and and um, but it, it took a lot of focus and 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 head down and keeping my grind because it, in that in that in that you know environment, it's it's pretty easy to get distracted um, because you're just you're fending for yourself, man. You are. So so did you ever feel I guess rushed to get to the next kind of portion of your career? Because I know like going to JUCO. Like it's a time want, thing. Yeah, right? you want to get you know those two years there, and then you want to go to obviously another four year university. So yeah. going there as a freshman, did you feel like in a hurry, or was just this is the step I got to take? Yeah, step I had. I was a qualifier. Most guys go because they are non qualifiers. Right, they have yeah. to go. I was a qualifier out of high school. Okay. I just had a weird scenario. I, I mean, I was again, like you said, state player of the year qualifier, and still Division One yeah, scholarships weird. didn't come out direction, and so I. I went to junior college and I played my first year with the thoughts of leaving after year one because oh, okay. I was a qualified. Gotcha. gotcha. And um, but there was a a, tra- a coaching transition and new coach came in and I didn't really I had an injury didn't really like the the op- the, the scholarship offers I had and he talked me into coming back so I stayed a second year. Mm, okay. Okay. And um, you know it worked out and I got you know I got my five or six scholarship offers to to choose my one and yeah. and uh, you know rest is history i went chose georgia southern and georgia, georgia southern yeah. Georgia. georgia yeah man. <laughs> a heck of an opportunity for me and I, I wouldn't trade it for the world so how did yeah. that come because i think um tennessee was in the loop uh utep I'm, utep utep uh byu byu yeah san diego state and yes. uh yeah so and and yeah so and once you got down there what was the like what was the kind of feel? Was it like I've arrived? Like there's <laughs> no more JUCO? Like was it just ready to like tap in? Like what was the whole? Super excited to say I was playing <laughs> Division One basketball. Right. Right? Yes, but, yes. But I'll tell you what, man. It was a. I I I I 
understood pretty quick, like, this is a different environment, different reason. <laughs> people, you know, if you wear glasses, people ask you, do you have medicine in your glasses, right? <laughs> or, or you know, I, I speak pretty normal, but people tell you you're proper, right? I'm right. Like, like, no, pro- I'm not no, proper. proper. Like, you're just country, right? <laughs> um, but, no, it was great, man. I still have lifetime friends, and, and, and um, man, I, I, I love the South. I really do. Yeah. Had to be different yes, <laughs> going from Utah to the GA, boy. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it was. I remember uh, getting picked up from the airport from one of the assistant coaches, mm-hmm. and uh, he he drove me to a, a place called Steak and Shake, right? You guys remember? You guys yeah. know Steak and Shake? Yep. We and got I, him here now, finally. Oh, man, that was the best burger I had driving. And I, it was a three-hour drive from Atlanta to Statesboro. Okay. Um, and I just remember never seeing that man. You know, coming from from the west, it's all desert. <laughs> desert you know, yeah. but there was trees everywhere. And then obviously, you get on campus and leaving St. George, Utah, right in the <laughs> middle of Statesboro, Georgia, <laughs> talking about a culture shock, man. It was, but it was, you know, it was good. It was good. Yeah. Nice. Was there was their style of game different? Obviously, it's, it's Division One, but. Mm-hmm. The local guys, because there's probably some local guys there on the on the team. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, was their game just completely different than what what you have you know seen and been used to back yeah. in the time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything was different. You yeah. know, the, the, you know, the, the just the, the pace, the physicality, um, you know, and then being the long guy from Las Vegas to Georgia was always you you were always approached different, whether you were between the lines or in the cafeteria. Everything was different, but style of play wise, absolutely physicality, the speed, pace was was a whole different level, for sure. <laughs> I, I can only imagine. I can only imagine. Yeah, but the points uh, continue there as well, right? Yeah, yeah. It was twenty five a game, but, okay. but no, it was good. Yeah, I, I had still a, leading scorer, like top top five, top. Uh, no, not no. as much, man. I, I was, you know, my junior year, junior year okay. um, we, we were good and, and I was a piece to the puzzle. And then my senior year, um, we had a coaching transition Damn. again and in sports and, 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 and in people don't understand basketball. that's big. It it's impactful, man. It's big impactful, impactful to your career and just the continuity of how stuff happens. Absolutely. Wow. And, yeah. And then, so what happens is just, you know, we deal with it every day now is that you, 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 you take a job and, and all of a sudden there's four or five kids still remaining on that roster uh-huh. and you have the ability to say, Hey man, we're not bringing you back. Yeah. Right. And so uh, I was fortunate enough to, to be one of two players that were, that, that was, you know, had the right ability and, and chance to come back and play uh, my senior year. So very fortunate for, for that. And, um, yeah, it's it's I always think about it, you know, because I've been at five different universities mm-hmm. now and every time I come in we have to make that decisions for 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 young men and it's tough. It's, it's tough. definitely it is, tough. Yeah. It is. Well, um the 14 threes. I, okay. I, I got I circled that. <laughs> I got to get to that game. I need to get to that mindset. What yeah. happened? Who was guarding you? Right. Well, and, and is there anybody from basic that you can still, do you still give them hell when you see them? You know, you know what? I don't see anybody from basic anymore. And, and that's probably the <laughs> reason why I did 14 right. threes. Yeah, no, I don't. But it's it just one of those nights, man. I, He's it, on it, fire. It, yeah, yeah. No, and I'll never forget it. And I think it was the day before my birthday or on my birthday i can't remember but 14 and um yeah man i i hadn't seen that night i didn't see it again you know (laughs) you peaked early yeah 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 so it was good good yeah Uh, that's good stuff all right so we're gonna move into your career man what um you know what you're doing and what you've been doing man so let's um kind of go down that coaching you know tree um I love the story that you played and then you circle back and you get an assistant job, you know, at the college that you coached. I mean, that you played at, excuse me. Yeah, yeah. So, again, as we talked about, uh, so my freshman year at Dixie, um, Dave Rose, who, are, who was our coach, left and took a job at BYU. Oh, okay. And then uh, Jeff Kidder came in as my sophomore year and become the head coach, kept me on the roster. Again, he could have let me go. Mm-hmm. I stayed. Um, and then went and played in Georgia, came back and coached high school ball here for two years. Oh, okay. Uh, started an AAU program. Oh, the AAU, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Called the Las Vegas Prospects. But, you know, um, in junior college, I was allowed to do both. So I could coach, go up the road, coach, and then come back on the weekend and coach my AAU team. Oh, so that's wow. what I did for two years. Is that, is that still – Is that still? yeah, yeah, you can do that? do that. Yeah, you can do it wow. on the junior college level. So I, I had just started, me and my cousin Anthony Brown, we started getting these kids together here in the city. And then, you know, I had an opportunity. My coach who was sti- who coached me my sophomore year, you know, offered me the position there. And then, 
you know, it was pretty voluntary. You know, like I didn't, I didn't make any money. I didn't, but I just felt like I had to do it. I had turned it down the year before. Oh wow! Okay. And I just took the leap of faith and said, "Hey, I want to coach college ball, and I can still, you know, do my AU do and give kids an opportunity to get wow. scholarships here." That's so, big. That is big. Yeah. So I just, I did that for a year, and and um, yeah, man, and 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 we were pretty good, and I was fortunate enough the next year to take a a job at, at uh, USC as a director of basketball operations. Gotcha. So that was a trend. That was what I was going to ask next. Yeah. So, but, but how was the process of, of building that AAU organization, that team? How was that? Uh, pretty awesome, man. I, you know, and again, the only, my only passion, my only reason for doing it is because again, all I got back home and I just thought, man, I, how can I, how can you be, how can you average so many points? You know, and it wasn't about points. It's just, okay, if someone gives yeah, you the award player and you stay player of the year and you don't <laughs> have, then something's not, there's there's a disconnect somewhere. And who knows, it could have been myself. I just didn't see it that way. But still, you saw that there's a gap somewhere. There's a gap somewhere. And so when I came back home, I had a couple cousins um, that were playing. They were in eighth grade at the time, both six five, And I remember going over to their house. Um, and just saying, hey, man, who are you guys playing basketball with? And mm-hmm. they're like, no, we don't, we don't, you know, they just, we don't have a team. We don't have, and so my cousin, uh, Anthony Brown, and I, we put together, took money out of our bank accounts and started with, we just took those five kids, of, you know, that just, and, wow. and then it just kind of went from there. Yeah. Um, and so we, I, I'll never forget, we went and, and, and won a tournament in San Diego, and the guy walked up to me and by the name of Sonny Vaccaro who was a huge AAU name and said, Hey man, what's more than that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who's your team? Who's your, you know, who does, who, and no one. I'm like, Hey, we know we just kind of put him in a 16 passenger van and drove him down. Two weeks later, he gave us a, a Reebok deal, um, sponsored our wow. teams with sweatsuit shoes. And, and then the rest is history from there. And I mean, they just, and, and I left then and, and, um, you know, fully committed myself to college ball. And then my cousin, Anthony Brown continued to, 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 to get it going. Jeez. So USC DBO there, yeah. How yeah. was that? It was awesome, man. I mean, I, I, I that that I, that that position that 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 year at, at USC was so uh, powerful for me. It had to be at the time. I, I'll never forget. I, I remember driving up. I didn't now. Coach Floyd, Tim Floyd, was the head coach at the time, and he allowed me to coach my AAU team throughout the summer because right. had I signed my contract, then I wouldn't have the ability to still be connected with all the players, right? All the players, yeah. So. So, um, yeah, so I remember driving up, I, I drove my car. I didn't have a car actually, <laughs> okay. and I rented a car because remember at Dixie, I didn't make any money. So I, I remember going, right. r- renting a car and driving to California, but it was on a Saturday and it was the first day USC played and they were number one in the country with Matt Leinan and Reggie Bush. Wow. And I remember driving up to that campus saying, like, what? And like, what? What is you know, this? People are camping 10 miles up the road. Right. You know, and I, I, I'm like, what am I getting myself into, man? <laughs> That's the third <laughs> professional team in L.A. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And so, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that was that's what I remember as my first day. But then it was just a transition. I just jumped in and said, let's go. Mm-hmm. And I was just open to learn and listen. And, and uh, but but the position is different now. Then. You could actually go within 30 miles of the campus and recruit, but you couldn't wear the, the gear. What? Okay. Right? Yeah, you can go within 30 miles of the campus and go to practices, high school games, mm-hmm. the whole nine. So that's what the job was then. Now our director of basketball operations, he can't coach. He can't go out 30 miles. It's all booking planes, meals, yeah, dorms, and all that so stuff. So that was so. interesting. It's, yeah, because yeah. it's much like more like almost like a football DFO now than yes. what, mm-hmm. a, what a football – you know what it used to be from what I've I've understood. Yeah, for okay. sure. Yeah, because I noticed yeah. that in the write up it said recruiting, and I was like, oh, that's dope. But yeah. like traditionally, I've never thought because like you know my high school coach was the of football for Ohio State, so mm-hmm. it was like he booked travel. He yeah. wasn't yes. recruiting yes. like travel hotel meals. What mm-hmm. <laughs> Where's our Chick Fil A sandwich when we get off the bus? <laughs> yeah, that's the DFO. Right. Yeah. Where yeah. are we staying? Yeah. Where's the bus at? The bus is late. The bus is supposed yeah. to be here to pick us up. So. Yeah. Yeah. Now, that was a great experience then. Yeah, and it allowed me to have contacts. You know, I can call anywhere in any school any to L.A. and get information on players. And so, um, man, that was a big year for me in terms of, you know, my career moving forward. That was a great opportunity. So yeah. then from there you went to? The University of Idaho. Idaho. And, and that, you know, people thought I was crazy in terms of doing it. You know, I, I took a pay cut. And, and at that time in your career, and this is where things have changed, like you don't make it about money. Mm-hmm. Like you, it's about, you know, th- that next step up in your career, whether it's more money or less. And so I went from SC to University of Idaho. And, um, yeah, I mean, I just needed to get out on the road and really recruit 
I felt like I had some contacts to where I can impact a little more. And then, and then, and again, and coach, right? right. When you're director of basketball operations, you can't get on and, and coach and, and instruct. And so, um, took the leap of faith and went to the University of Idaho and, and I was there for one season. And, um, yeah, it was a great, great, great transition for me. It don't always work out that way. Right. Yeah. Like you, <laughs> right. Um, in fact, I left. A year later, in two year, a year, a year after that, the coach actually ended up getting terminated. His contract got terminated. So, um, but I was long gone by that time, and yeah, I, I, my, but my I, my mentor at the time told me, "Keep your bags packed, right? You're not going to want to live in, in Moscow, Idaho, for too long." So <laughs> that's exactly what I did. Yeah, so, <laughs> living out the JanSport bag, the little Jan- <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. So you went from Idaho to Colorado State, Fort, Fort Collins, Colorado. Fort Collins, Colorado. You know about Fort Collins? I'm from Colorado. Oh, are I you really? I went to uh, Northern Colorado. Did you? I yeah. did. Oh, is that where you met my brother? My brother, my brother Jeremy Jones. Jeremy played, Jones. He, he played. He played a, that's where they met. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, that's, yeah. Okay. That's yeah. What, yeah. So, um, no, I, I, yeah, I went to Fort Collins, Colorado. One of my favorite people always says, "Where are you going to retire?" I would love to go back and retire in Colorado. I love Fort Collins. Really? Yeah, I love it, man. It's great. Now, you know, I was introduced to snow, but um, <laughs> coming from Vegas, but it was. Uh, I loved it. I was there for four years under Tim Miles, and um, here in the Mountain West, and you know, it was pretty easy transition for me. I was familiar with the league, just being here from Vegas, seeing UNLV all those years. And, um, you know, one of those jobs people said, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it, because you can't win in the Mountain West. You can't win in the Mountain West. And uh, four years later, we were able to make the Mountain, the NCAA tournament and, and you know, obviously uh, gave me the opportunity to move on from there. That's big. Yeah. And so after that, what was the next step? You went to uh, University of Utah. Utah, right? Yeah. That was Utah, right? Yeah, University of Utah. So I was at Colorado State for four years and then, University of Utah. Um, and you spent the years. most time at Utah, right? Yep, eight years. Wow. Eight years, eight years, yeah. So that was awesome, man. I, I've been very fortunate to work on some, 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 you know, uh, high-level uh, head coaches and Larry Kraskoviak leading that charge, man. He's he's awesome, absolutely awesome. And, you know, been an NBA head coach, college head coach. Um, and then he left the New Jersey Nets as an assistant under Avery Johnson and took the head job at the University of Utah, called me up and, you know, at that time, Utah was in the Mountain West. Yeah. Oh, right? that's right before the move. Yeah, and then and then so we transitioned. When I took the job, it was the first year in the Pac-12. And then, uh, again, it was a job like, man, do not go to Utah. They can't <laughs> win in the Pac-12. They can't win. In, and then we were fortunate enough just to recruit the right players and put, and do some put great together things. the right plans and win some games. Yeah. And you had some talent. Yeah, you got uh, you got a couple of uh, NBA people uh, mm-hmm. part of part of your uh, <laughs> your roster uh, during your time there. Yeah, um, yeah, and I mean most notable for everybody because I know that was then the articles, and we'll get to when you came to UFV. But uh, Kyle was like one of the biggest ones. Kyle Kuzma, yeah. was one of the biggest ones that they talk about. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's got some comments, of course. Um, how was that? You know, building these guys. Like, did you recruit him? And like why why like the affiliation with him, you know, you know, you're are you kind of called the the guard whisperer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so was it was it just that relationship you build with him? Did you recruit him or just just tell me some about some of that time with him? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, when you when you step into that world of the Pac twelve and you're in your first year, like no one thinks that you can go get a top fifty player. Right. You know, not even myself, because you know, at the time kids just don't see you as sexy enough to come at the you know, it's already you know, Utah, it's Utah. not, it's not Southern California, <laughs> right. right? It's right. not Seattle where Washington is. And so, um, or it's not Oregon with all the Nike gear that they all love. Oh, right? they love so that, yes. We had to find a niche. And, and so we went and found guys that, you know, obviously fit the system that we were implementing. And then I remember going, we were out in uh, Virginia and uh, I was actually out to see a kid that we had already had committed and Kyle played the game after. Oh, okay. And so I just – I was out in Virginia. It was 9 o'clock at night, and I had to just take a two-hour drive back to catch a 7 a.m. flight in the morning. So I'm like, well, I might as well just watch this last game, right? And so I'm just there watching, and there's this little skinny kid at the time, about 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six, just sprinting to the corner, whack, three. <laughs> sprinting to the corner, whack, three. Sprinting to the corner. I'm like, whoa, well, maybe I should stay the second half. Like, can he hit 14 threes? Yeah, no, yeah, <laughs> yeah that looks familiar now. <laughs> Uh, no, so then my boss is like, man, he's a pretty good player. You know, right. you guys, you, you should look. So I just dived into it. And then just, oh, wow. like you said, built the relationship. And then um, I stalked him. I really did. I just said, you know, I just stalked him. I Stayed called, on him. called him every day. And Sag I'm just like, off. look, man, I like I told, I remember telling him, like, there's no assistant coach in America that's going to call you more than I call you. 
And if it is, you got the right to go to anywhere you want to go. You don't have to come to Utah. And a year later, um, he was he was wearing that. But he had a unique story. Mm -hmm. And I don't say this to everyone, but Kyle, um, he was in a very, um, you know, unstructured high school scenario where his the prep school coach at the time was telling him, like, man, this you come here, we'll do A, B, C, and D to get you to where you want to come. Well, his transcript was was you know it was it wasn't applicable to to what transition to Division One, mm. and he didn't know that as a kid. So once we brought him on his visit, I, I just told him like, look, man, if you go back to this prep school, it's probably not going to work out for you. So he he you know he believed in us, and we we in, in fact when he left his visit, we didn't fly him back to Philadelphia where his his prep school was we flew him back to Michigan, mm-hmm. and I says, "Hey, if you can, if you, if you, if you know, if you want to come to Utah, we can help you." Yeah. And he he's like, "Yep, coach, that's where I want to go. I want to go to Utah." So we turned his transcript in to the NCAA. They granted him a year of uh, a red shirt year. Okay. Uh, and and it, what's interesting, he never he didn't graduate from high school. We had to get him a high school diploma. Uh, excuse me, a, a GED the equivalent. Yep. Yep. And uh, he. Due to the kids' credit, no one knows this. He 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 on his own dime, you know, found a place in Denver. I had a buddy who drove him up Come to on. his tet to get his GED every week. Who now is one of my best of friends. He's now um, the head coach at CCSN here in Nevada. Shout out to Russ Beck. Okay, um, he's the he's the head coach here, and and um, Russ drove him up to Denver every single day for me to get him a GED and. Um, the rest is history. We got him. We got him to to Utah. The kid couldn't do a push up, <laughs> couldn't do a pull up, and I always tease him about it. Um, but I, you know, he no one thought he was going to be a pro, and we got him. And 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 nothing we did. Kyle just was committed to his grind and committed to to himself to make himself the best player he can be. Damn. And uh, three years later, we had to we 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 tried to talk him off the ledge to stay his senior year, but. When you get 18 and 10 in the Pac-12, it's time to go. It's time to go, man. Right? And we weren't trying to be selfish. We just but, At that time, he wasn't on any of the draft boards. We, right. In our eyes, let's do the right thing for him. You put your name in the draft and don't get picked. And then even when he went to the draft, he was like a second rounder maybe, right? Well, he was well, he projected. Yeah. He went first, but he was projected. He was projected, right? And that's what I mean. Like, And that wasn't until after the combine. Before the combine, he wasn't even on anybody's on the list. draft board. Wow. So that's why we were trying to convince him to come back. Right, but then he he went and did a couple workouts. Come in the office, like coach, I'm going. And Damn. so, okay, here, Kyle, shoot your shot, man. But here's what people don't know about Shout him. Out to he went out and in, uh, in, in the combine. If you guys remember, he pl- he played one game. He hit seven threes in that one game. Magic Johnson walked up to him and said, "Shut it down. If you shut it down and not play another game, we'll get we'll, you. We'll draft you." And a couple months later, I was in Flint, Michigan, sitting in his living room. And he got picked. Brooklyn traded Brooklyn. the pick yep. to get the to to get Kyle, and there you go. That's that's how the Lakers do it, though. You know, know how they did Kobe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, that's that's the old Laker move right there. Yeah. You got any stories on Paul George? Because I feel totally different about oh, Kuzma. Man. <laughs> no, I don't have any Paul George stories, man. All, All right, right. Well, I'm still gonna feel the same about yeah. PG. Uh, <laughs> So, <laughs> Kyle Stock went up. PG, you still went. Yeah, you still at. there. You still there. Man, that's the dope thing about, I think, college ball and, and more so coaching. Coaching. Is the relationship building part, mm-hmm. man. And mm-hmm. just how, what's your, I guess not strategy, but how do you start cultivating those relationships? That's what it's about, man. I was told at a young age, I remember a couple couple guys in uh, in California, a couple mentors of mine. I remember I went and worked one of their basketball camps, and after the camp, they give you a bag of shirts and some shorts, and then but in there was a block, and I remember it saying, "At the end of the day, it's all about relationships." Mm. And um, I've stayed true to that. I've stayed true to that with with the with with our young men today, and and just from a career standpoint, uh, it's all about relationships, man. And you have to you have to have the confidence to build them. Uh, everybody's not cut for it. You know, there's some introverted individuals that, that just, it's hard for them. Right. I've learned that about myself. But I also know in order to, to continue to push forward and move forward, it, it's a must. And with kids, th- th- if you don't build it with them, they don't trust you. Yes. Right? So so um, you're forced to be put in that position to, to build relationships. And, and, and uh, I was just fortunate enough to, to have um, people that understood, you know, my approach 
right? Because it, it's not always that way. I mean, I've approached <laughs> kids and they're like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> right? Um, but, but um, and then, you know, so yeah, guys like Kyle just, and, then you, and that's part of recruiting. You have to, you have to recognize those kids that, that will probably grasp your story. Because, Absolutely. Yeah. So. And um, do the work. Yeah. And do the work and do the work. And, and, and so again, just fortunate enough to have an eye to find those guys. And, and those are the guys that we kind of go after. And that's, that's helped me. And that's helped some of these young men across the, across, across the, my time. This is so, kind of, Oh God. Kind of, kind of a broad question about college basketball in, in itself a little bit. I feel like football, when they kind of recruit, kids are going to be there for probably at least three to four years, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So you you know the identity of your team. This is the way we want to play. This is philosophy. In basketball, to your point, you know, coaches, you know, coaches move. Co- kids are here one or two years, yep. and depending on where you're at. So, I mean, this can work for any walk of life, but how do you establish an identity within, you know, programs? Um, You know, do you mean that from a student-athlete standpoint? Um, yeah, it's, it's again on their end, it's building trust. Like from the day we get them, we're just trying to, we're trying to focus on who we can trust. Right. Right. Like it's like showing up on time. I had a, I had a talk with a kid today and you know, he showed, we've got a seven thirty AM run and he shows up at seven twenty two. Well, at that moment I knew that the, the time that we had put out for him to make that run, he wasn't going to make it. Um, and, and so early you just start to see the kids that have the, 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 the mentality to, to be ahead of what you're putting in front of them. And it builds, you know, that's, that's the trust that build. I mean, again, if, if, if we get kicked out of the game as a coaching staff, you got to have five guys on the floor that can be an extension of you. A function. Right. Yeah. And that starts from day one. And that's part of recruiting. I mean, even wow. when you go to these high school games, I mean, some of these kids think that um, I can be cool and I can do this and you, but, but that's not what we're looking for. Right. And so we're looking for guys that have that understand what responsibility is and and when and and guys that 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 are doing the right things when when people are not looking and so um <laughs> that integrity piece yeah yeah so it's it's and 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 so yeah you start that process from day 1 and then you and then guys that stack those on top of those you know on you know good times on top of good times on top of good times we know we've got some special then those guys there's guys that just can't do that right you know for whatever reason they just <laughs> they struggle with yeah. it, right and but 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 here but here's the thing like it's our job to 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 you know to train their brains to become and understand what that means and that that's where you may see a player that's really good as a freshman versus not until he becomes a junior because mm-hmm. some just get it quicker than others and getting them to buy into the whole the program the, the, the whole the program yeah. yeah 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 and having a high level of respect of what's across your chest right nowadays when you recruit guys and you know you got to recruit them for the right reasons because they got so many avenues to say <laughs> it's too hard i want to go the other way mm-hmm. you know you got options yeah so a couple of things talk to me about the recruiting now do you think you know being you know born and raised here you know this is helping you and i'm talking more about keeping the kids local here mm-hmm. You know, we've had a couple of guys and just a couple of people that are here to just say that um, for the time being, and even at another program, I remember when I was at Fresno, the the, the, the qualm is like we let our kids get away. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, you've done a great job. I think what um, the Collins kid, you guys mm-hmm. got mm-hmm. Uh, him. Say who's, on. Yeah. Say on Collins, yep. Yeah, because he's at Bishop. He's Bishop a point guard, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what is it that you guys are doing to – to focus or is there any focus to keep the local kids here? Yeah, absolutely. That is the number one focus. Oh, wow. Okay. To keep them here. That's, That's the reason why I came back. I mean, when you look from afar, when you're at Colorado state, when you're at Idaho, when you're at USC and all these places, Utah, and all you read is all these kids getting out. Right. Mm. Like if I can go and recruit them at Utah, well, how come you and UNLV can't keep them home? <laughs> so when I was given the opportunity to come back here, that was the, that was the focus is to keep these kids at home. And, and, you know, so from day one, if anybody can look back and see from the, the day we took the job, there was 10-plus scholarship offers out to the kids of the city in Las Vegas. That's nice. Um, and and that, you guys have a lot of them on the roster. Yeah, yeah, and that's, and that's going to continue to go because there's enough talent here to where we don't have to get on the plane and, and, right. uh, and, and, and recruit guys. There's enough kids in the city that, 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 that can play at this level and deserve to play at this level. Yeah, and, and no offense to Idaho, but, you know, UNLV, I remember when I moved to Vegas, I was like, man, this is the running Rebels, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I was a Duke fan growing up, but <laughs> there's still a basketball tradition here. Absolutely. Rich basketball tradition at the university. Yeah, yeah. So, and, you know, right now that's not the sexiest thing, right? But, 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 but 
it's again, it's one of those scenarios where everyone has said, don't do that. Don't, <laughs> don't do that. And uh, it's, it's just the challenge I love taking on. And, 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 and I've got a high level of confidence that we'll, we'll, we'll put the right, you know, young men in that uniform to represent the city the right way. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I want to give you, well, we want to give you your flowers right now before we get into the quick hits. But, um, I mean, you've got awards, a couple of awards this year, right? So you got, well, you named um, one of the top Mountain West assistant oh, coaches. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then also, um, what was the other thing? Uh, impactful mid-major coach mm-hmm. uh, just off the season. So congratulations, yeah. man. Clap Absolutely. it up for that, man. No, I appreciate it. Thanks. And, and Thanks. it's good. And I, and I want to say that because it's like a lot of times we don't accept our wins or accept those flowers while we're here, you know, because we're so dedicated in the grind. So congratulations to you, man. For and sure. I want to make sure the audience hears that. Thanks, that's man. that's a testament to the work and what you're doing, man. No, I really appreciate that. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Yep. Maj, you want to hit with the quick hits? I do. Let's go. So this question is, to make sure you're going to be honest during this. Uh-oh. I know you've Uh-oh. been honest the whole time. Oh, man. All right. The Wood are loving basketball. Say it again. The Wood are Ooh. loving basketball. Loving basketball. Uh, well, I don't know how honest you're being right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and that ends the quick hits. <laughs> Let's cut it out right, right there. Uh... <laughs> First time, if ever, uh, you were starstruck. Yes, Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan, I was, I was, uh, I was at Georgia Southern University, and we were playing in North Carolina. Oh, okay. And uh, I went to a, 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 a basketball clinic with one of our assistant coaches because he knew I wanted to get in coaching. And Michael Jordan comes running through the door, and he told me he would be there. Um, and just uh, I lost it, man. I just kind of froze up. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I have the same birthday as Michael Jordan, so I've always been a fan. And I froze up. I did. I just kind of didn't know what to do, say, or look. And um, so, yeah. Yeah, I would say my February 17th. February 17th, yeah. It's a holiday, man. Oh, I remember yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. February 17th, 1963, <laughs> Brooklyn, New York, MJ. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's dope. So, your Mount Rushmore of college basketball players, who would that be? Oh, man. Uh, Michael Jordan. Harry uh, Kittles. Ooh. Yeah, you yeah, brought yeah. that one up. Uh, I, I like that. I though. like that. I like that one. Go ahead. Yeah, Kerry Kittles. I, Larry Johnson for me because as a kid in the eighth grade, I mean that's that's all I knew. And especially being from here, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, crazy as it sounds, Bobby Hurley. That don't sound crazy to me. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, Duke fan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I forgot about that. That's too, why so I wore number eleven <laughs> when I was a kid. Yeah, and then uh, man, that's a good question. And then I would say, um, you know. DeLon Wright. Now, this is a kid I recruited. And I and here's the reason why I say this is because when you when you watch college basketball, oftentimes you you see good players. They announce the all league guys. You see the national championship winners. Uh, I was fortunate enough to recruit DeLon and he was named the national, you know, uh, Bob Cousy Award, which is the the nation's best point guard. Right. So having an opportunity to coach him. Um, I have to put him on that pl- because not even the Greg Anthony's of the world uh, got that award. And so that's something I can – I've always hang my hat on that because he's one of my all-time favorites, the line, unbelievable kid who's with the Dallas Mavericks now. So yep. I have to put him in that five. I like it. All right. So you got to start one, you got to cut one, you got to bench one. I want to hear this from a basketball perspective because definitely I have my opinions. We got Jordan, we got LeBron, we got Kevin Durant. Mm. Start one of them, bench one of them, and somebody got, hey, you're not going to make this. <laughs> new staff is here. Hey, new coach. Not- <laughs> hey, listen. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm starting MJ for right. sure. I'm starting MJ. Figured that one, yeah. Um, Yeah, LeBron's coming off the bench. Oh, of course. Of he's, course. He's coming off the bench. He of is. Of course. And uh, KD, you got to stay healthy for me, man. Hey, <laughs> no, yeah. KD, go find another team. <laughs> you do that anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, no. Oh, man. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. All right, so uh, we want to enter the winner's circle, man. This is like a platform to, you know, talk about whatever you want to talk about, things you're promoting and pushing, man. And um, we appreciate you actually um, giving up your time to talk about just um, – Social issues are just kind of things around uh, coaching and developing of black coaches and, and where they're going. Yep. So we'll let you lead that, and we're going to probably sprinkle in some other questions. But, you know, just uh, what is the state of the black coach right now? Well, I, I think as you as you, you read 
whether it's social media or you look at ESPN, it's obviously been brought uh, to the forefront in terms of the lack of, right? Um, and I and I and I think that that that's a that's a great thing because obviously it has it had, that hadn't been you know a platform we've had, but I just think um, it, 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 we have to have more. Um, and I just think about myself and my experiences. I, I had nothing in terms of how to do it. Mm. You know who to call. Yes. Like, like, like I still have young guys that will say like, "Do you have to have a degree to coach college basketball?" Right. But how do you not know that? And I just think that there has to be, um, you know, just 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 opportunities for them to learn. But there's not, right? And wow. so all the time you, you, you see all, all what we're watching every single day on television, and it's being talked about, so that's a start. That's right? a awareness. Yeah, yeah. But now it's time to, 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 to give them an avenue, give them, give them some direction, right, to how that's done. And, and is that being created right now? Is that – are you seeing that? Yeah, I, I do. I do. I, I'm seeing that. I think rules are changing within the NCAA. We just spoke about it today where uh, I think the rules being implemented to where you can add an extra coach on your staff, but it's not talked about why. And, and, and But the, the deep-rooted issue, and not issue, but reasoning of that rule is with the thought of, you know, adding – more African American coaches. Wow, and and that's good, man. Yeah, but but I get, I tell you what, what's going to be interesting is how they term that, right? <laughs> that 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 I find, and, and but but see, because that's never going to be talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, unwritten rules, unwritten rules, and 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 so we'll see. But I think again, I'm. It's not anything to frown upon. I don't think. I just think, you know, um, if you if you give that opportunity for more young men, young Afri- African American men, then at some point. It's going to be noticed. It's going to be recognized. And you don't have to talk about it. They'll have an opportunity to talk about themselves. You know, that's how I really, I, you know, because, again, I've always taken the approach to keep my head down and just grind and just knock the door down when it's put in front of me or closed in front of me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I couldn't sit here and tell you that I've got the book to tell every young man that wants to be a coach how to do it. Um other than putting your head down and grinding and, and, and ignoring all the distractions that of the people that tell you that you can't. can't. So you did bring up, do you need a degree? I mean, I saw you, you've uh, achieved your master's degree. Yes. Was that something cause you need it or is that something you want to put yourself on a whole nother level? No, that was a promise to myself and my oh, mom. Yeah, oh, dope. I promised my mom that would happen. Um, and uh, well, congratulations on that. Then. Thanks man. I appreciate it. Yeah, but it's not anything that's needed. That's not me. One okay. Level. No. Um, you have to have a degree. Okay. okay. It doesn't have to be has to have to be a specific uh, uh, category, yeah. like subject matter, yeah, or whatever. No, just no, no. just have to have the degree. Yeah, and um, so yeah, I just but but from a master standpoint, I just wanted to to move a little forward at you, and 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 also because look, in, co- in co- when you coach college basketball, nothing's guaranteed. Right. right? I just, I've been very fortunate to coach and, and win some games, and so I've never been fired. One day I'm going to be fired. That's that's our world. Like, you're yeah, going you're to get, get fired, fired mm-hmm. right? But when that happens, are you prepared for life after that? And that's why I got my master's, too, is just to, you know, always not have to feel like this is what I have to do in order to have a take care of my family or pay my bills. Right. Or, you know, my mom's not great health, so I got – no, 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 no. I've never, no one's ever going to tell me. I just – I. I Having an education, you know, and, and having, and it, it just gives you another, you know, platform to to, to uh, create avenues for yourself. Good stuff. You touched on a point that I think is really important is is seeing yourself. You know, and you say as well for me as a as a young man growing up, I didn't have I didn't necessarily see a lot of black coaches mm-hmm. around, and you know, obviously playing is what I wanted to do and what I wanted to do. And then to a certain degree, just because you don't see it, you think that's your only option. Mm-hmm. But now seeing more black coaches in, 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 that are in the college space, now as a young man, you might still want to play, but there's another option to stay close to the game. Mm-hmm. And how mm-hmm. important is that, you think, for the young? Oh, it's huge, man. It's huge. And I always ask young men when they come on campus, like, what is it that you want to do? And Because I also think that's a commitment that you have as a coach is, you know, plan to what it is they have an interest in after basketball because mm-hmm. it's going to stop bouncing at some point. <laughs> it is. Right? And, that's and hilarious, so, but that's facts. Yeah. Yeah, so so just finding out what that is for them. But from a basketball and a, a coaching standpoint, um, yeah, I mean, it's, 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 again, like I said, it's understanding them. Um, and then, and then showing them the way, right? Like, I, I, I mean, I, I could be a bad assistant. By not not being attentive to them, 
not communicating with them. Um, and so, yeah, it's just, it's just being you. And, 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 and what happens is what you learn is that they, they, they try to, you know, simulate it like you, oh, right? 100%. They, they, you know, and so you're always, you're always on the clock and on the, on, on, on in front of the camera with them because your, your, your direction is what they pay attention to Big all time. the time. Now that part. So sure. then with that, I mean, that's amazing. And that's so true. So with that, <clears throat> how are you handling these young men coming in with these social issues, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's heavy right now. Yeah. And, like, you don't think about it, but, like, there'll be times, man, I'll call MH, I'll be like, yo, Miles, man, like, hey, can I just rap to you? Because it's very heavy and you don't think about it mm-hmm. because it's sometimes, it's not indirectly, but it is directly affecting you. Mm-hmm. So how are you, you know, attacking or, or, or dealing or, or has there been any kind of qualms with the guys? Because there's a lot of stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Over in at UNLV, you know, being yeah. the running rebels and, yeah. you know, whether we're going to get a new mascot or not, right. like all those things. So how have you or has anything come up with that? No- Especially seeing the NBA, too, right? Yeah. Like this is where they want to go. Yep. So nothing has really come up. I mean, obviously, we hit it. We hit it right between the eyes. And anytime any, you know, public issue comes up, like we, we, we sit them down as a team and, and we address it from the start. Like we give them an opportunity to talk and, and, and tell their and what they think and feel about it. Gives us an opportunity to, to react and 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 help them whatever with, with what they're struggling with, um, but there's not been anything major because we we you know we we spend a lot of time with the guys and before if we can sniff it that they're struggling with something we try to get out in front of it immediately. That's yeah. good stuff. The man. biggest thing that the the, the biggest thing I, I think what's gonna it's gonna be interesting for a lot of reasons for COVID um, uh, in terms of having a crowd at our games is the, is it's the national anthem, mm. right? Whether they kneel or stand. And I, and I, it's pretty interesting because, um, and have you guys had that conversation it, with them? It, well, with our staff, we have with the staff, not yes. the, okay. Okay. We have, and we are just, you know, putting our heads together to, to, to figure out the right way to approach them. Because here's the thing, like what people don't realize is the behind the scenes on what that means if a university decides that all their players are going to kneel. Yeah. There's a lot <laughs> there's a lot that comes with that. Oh, uh donors, yeah. regency, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. there's a there's a lot that comes with yeah. that, brother. And and at the end of the day like it's it's you know, it is it, it, it's, it, it's it's a, it's a tough it's a tough it's heavy. Yeah, it is. And and it gets a little political. Yes. Um but at the end of the day, we're going to give our kids the opportunity to do what they feel. Dope, this is man. not this is not going to be uh, a political uh, war. These kids deserve to 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 walk with their chest up and, and their heads high and, and speak and feel how they want to feel. And part of the thing is why you always love. He's a proponent for college, but mm-hmm. this is where you get to Absolutely. develop yourself, right? Yeah. Like, you and if you're yourself. being a grown, if you're growing from a young man to, you know, a full, you know, an adult, mm-hmm. you have to make these decisions and be able to say, hey, we're not making it for you. Yeah. You know, think about it, understand why you're doing it and make the decision. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. No, it's, it's, it's uh, some interesting what times. What you your head about over there? <laughs> you, nah, it's, you could, it's but that's the thing. We didn't have to think about that though. It's. It's it's really interesting because I, I I personally don't understand I, I understand kids nowadays are just athletes I I feel like there's an unnecessary spotlight on them or some things mm-hmm. uh, we don't put the same spotlight on entertainers our responsibility to them you know yeah. and they're all the same age but for some reason the athlete there's a there's a, re, a, a social kind of responsibility as far as politics and stuff that I, I think is unnecessary. But. Well, well, you know, like for example, like so, okay, so we have Gucci Row at UNLV, mm-hmm. right? So Rick Ross might come down and sit right in Gucci Row because he's got a show in Vegas at at Dre's on a Friday night. Right, facts. Right? Okay, that national anthem comes in, and he might just step outside doing the national anthem. Exactly. Right? Okay. But after that game, I guarantee you, there's going to be a handful. I mean, a, a, a hundreds of people walk up, run up to him for for an autograph. Right, right. But if one of our student athletes decide, like, you know what, coach, I'm not coming out, or I'm kneeling for the game, just in the bathroom, just I got to use, yeah, that's going to be frowned upon. One thousand percent, and I, and, I don't and, understand that. And it's not, it, you know, it's, it's unfair, and and um, but but that's that's what we're trying to work to get better at, for sure. I, I get it, yeah. kids with with. The platform, obviously, recruiting is a lot different from when you were recruited, but obviously now they have a platform and a brand probably at 10 years old, considering who they are, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So 
how, how do you kind of manage that part of it as well? Yeah, that's the that's the that I would say if you want the one of the biggest challenges is separating their minds from who they were versus who they are now once they step on the college campus because yeah. from the time they're ten, they're just everybody's rolling out the red carpet for them and telling them how great they are, how good they are, how hard they've worked. But then when you get them, you understand they've they've never they're but they've never been pushed, they've never been told no, they've never been told you're not working as hard as you can. And they don't know how to react to that at time. And so the, the, the first six months is just getting them to understand that you have never pushed yourself as hard as you may push yourself. And and uh, it's hard because because that's been embedded in them since the age of 10 or they started playing, you know, like that that running back that ran 10 touchdowns in Pop Warner. Right. Uh, when you get on that plan, that's not happening. That's not going to happen. Right. <laughs> right. That's, right. That's probably right. And so um, you, 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 you then have to, you know recreate their brains to get them to understand you're a piece to the puzzle you are not the guy no right and uh the faster you can get 15 guys on a roster that understand that the faster you have an opportunity the quicker you have the opportunity to cut down nets one day well man we're rocking and rolling here so what is the next ultimate goal like i know you're happy here and this is you got a lot of great work that you'll be doing here but just understanding you know the mindset you know, what is the next, you know, do you see yourself staying in college? Do you want to get the professional ranks? You know, do you want to get back into like a front office like you did with USC? What What's kind of like the, the ultimate long-term goal? Yeah, I, I, I want to be a collegiate head coach at the highest level. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't really have any desire to, to be – well, maybe I shouldn't say that. I don't know. I shouldn't say that. <laughs> yeah, don't put that hey, to hey, be in the program. Don't block no blessings. <laughs> uh, no, but I, yeah. The next job will be open in two years anyway. <laughs> yeah. Facts. <laughs> no, right now my focus is to become a a, a, a head coach at, at on the collegiate level. And um, I've wanted that for, for a lifetime. And, and that's what 17 years of being an assistant uh, I've worked towards. And so um, I'm going to keep working at it. That's and cool. So, yeah. That's good stuff. That's good. And you guys have done had a great start, man. First year coming into the season, just the the win streak and knocking off San Diego State when they were yeah. what number four? Four, four, four yep. Yeah, man. So you guys had a lot of great stuff. So excited. Uh got some good news that um the Mountain West is getting pressured like every other football conference that they're gonna have fans in the stands. So yeah, yeah. Um, or well not fans, excuse me, they're at least going to play. Play. So that's hopeful for like if we get through that when you're talking about getting through however many numbers that you have in college football a smaller roster for basketball and things mm-hmm. like that that you guys have a basketball season. So yeah. fingers fingers crossed for that. Yeah, no, <laughs> that actually came out today that we'll actually have a season that will start on November 25th. Oh, so it did come out. So you heard it here first. Drop yeah. the, clue dropped the bomb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Well, hey, we're wrapping up here. So how we like to end the show is, which is perfect for you, is we um, ask you to give the assist, right? So this is where you drop a gem a nugget, a mantra, something, an inspirational quote, something you would tell your younger self or you want to share with the listeners. So it could be a quote. Um, it could be words you live by. But, yeah, go ahead and drop the drop the gym. Yeah, no, it's pretty simple, man. You got to bet on yourself, right? I, I, I keep it pretty short and simple. Bet on yourself. Like, there's going to be a lot of things that people will tell you you can't do or that you should do for their own personal interest. But, but at the end of the day, it's about betting on yourself and never disappointing yourself. I think even as kids – you know, I think I remember as a kid just saying, like, man, I can't disappoint my family. I can't disappoint or I'm scared to come home and do you know do this when I'm not home. Right. Because I'm scared of what my parents are going to say or think about that. So having a fear to let people down. But then when you become an adult, man, you, you, it's, it's having a fear to disappoint yourself. Boom. There it is. Well, hey, so. time flies when you have a fun. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much, man. We want to thank you, Coach, for coming on. I appreciate you guys. Excited me. that you dropped some, you know, some some new hits for us. So we look forward to seeing you guys <laughs> on the basketball court. Uh, we want to thank you, the people, for listening, man. I hope you enjoyed today's show. Please, as always, give us feedback. Uh, and a lot of you guys have been reaching out and give us good feedback for topics for the show. And you've been reaching out to jump on the show. So please continue that. We are Black and Sports on all platforms. And we are Black and Sports Podcast on your favorite podcast platform. So wherever you're listening, man, thank you. Stay safe. Practice gratitude. And know we're rooting for you. Screaming, all us blacks got a sports and entertainment until we even. Assuming I'm rooting for everybody black. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. 
sue me, I'm rooting for everybody that's black. Yo, 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 yo. Sue me, I'm rooting for everybody that's black. Spat about two racks on handmade new rags. Sue me, I'm rooting for everybody that's black. That's everybody from sports to college class to rap.